Hello and welcome to episode 135 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. James and Jake joining you this week to talk you through all of the Sheffield Wednesday and general championship news where it fits. I'm going to have to come up with a new intro for this thing now we're in the championship and we've got international breaks and all yep. things like that. But <laughs> but um, before any of that talk, my friend, Jake, how's your week been, mate? Busy. Really, really busy. I'm actually looking forward to having the break uh, a little That's bit. My because, line. Yeah, like your line, but I'm nicking it for a change. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, been, I've been busy. I'm glad the window's over now because... I was meant to take it a little bit easier this transfer window and I blew that one out the window. Uh, we had a good stream Friday evening, me yes. and you. Uh, we had a good talk about uh, the window and stuff. And I wanted to play play computer games most of the weekend and I haven't had a chance. I've managed to put two hours into Starfield and that's it. And I'm gutted by it. So also I've been, I was testing the EA beta last couple of weeks. So that's not been bad. But uh, it gets to that point where I'm looking at what time I've got to do for me because I know very soon I'm going to have none. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's fair. I mean, in terms of Starfield, yes, I've put a bit more out. I've put a bit more hours into it now, and that's what you're on about. Um, but I must say, it's the hottest Sunday I've known in quite a while, my friend. This weather has just been. What happened egregious. to summer? Why is it all? Why has it come all at the end of it? Mm. Like I know. It, I know. It's meant to be like this for the next three weeks. It's like we haven't been able to do anything this holiday because it's been dire. And now, well, the, going back. The problem to we've got is the the sun comes through that window, and it's mm. literally the only route. The rest of the house is quite cold, but I come up here, and everywhere I decide to put some form of office. It's <laughs> the hot. Room and that room. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so, it's because it's in the sun all day. So I don't know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to do something with that um, window. But yeah, what were you going to say about your little thing going back to school and that? Well, she's she got to go back to school when it's going to be boiling again. When yeah. it's been naff weather all through the summer holidays. And now she's going to go back in when the weather's beautiful and we could have been doing stuff. Like, it's been really difficult to do things because the weather's been naff. Anything I've wanted to do, it's just been dire. And luckily, we're one of the schools that hasn't got to be shut due to concrete. So there's a bonus. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I've I've only just about, I've only just heard of, was it something like the end of last week or something people started talking about this? Yeah, end of last week, like there's 150 schools that need to be shut due to unsafe concrete. Or something of that nature. Uh, but it might not just be schools. It might be hospitals and everything like that. It's weird. I've never known like concrete be an issue. Right. Because I saw some bits creeping out on social media like um, Thursday, Friday about this. And then, mm. yeah, interesting. It's it, it weird how they've decided right at the end of the holidays that there's now something wrong. But again, MPs have only just gone back, haven't they? They yeah. they get like they get like a six week holiday as well, like kids. So it's like ironically, they get six weeks off like kids, so <laughs> No, well I'm uh I've had a I'll I'll just I'll just go on to to my week. It's been I've had a lot of stuff yeah, on. Go. I had a bit I had some work stuff on towards the end of the week. We had this conference. Um I, f I I'm sort of like 
I'm, I was like, oh, Friday, Saturday, I'm feeling quite good. Today, I'm sort of like feeling a little bit concerned because I'm starting to feel like I might be uh, slightly under the weather. But I keep, I'm just putting down the fact that I'm sweating quite a lot down to the fact that I'm under hot lights and this is a really hot room. So not that you come down with something, but you are worried about that because you are feeling quite peaky. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um, we'll see how that one goes. But uh, I was just trying like sit for the rest of the weekend, chilling and playing Starfield and not doing too much. And then hopefully I'll be fine. <laughs> but yes um uh, we will we will see how that one plays out but yes Do- dr uh, howard can see you now and he recommended you sit down and do nothing yeah that might be that might have to be the way um but yeah i can't get over just how warm everything is like i i, I was talking to Soph about this yesterday and she was going i think what people don't realize is our summers are like september now like yeah Every time September hits, people think August is warm, but September is brutal. And I, and it's true. Those first She's few right. weeks in September are horrific. Uh, but then you look at our winters. Our winters are not a bad in December. They normally come like back end of January, February time now. Yeah, they do. They do. That fe- I'll never forget that like February 2018. That was oh, yeah. madness. <laughs> Absolute madness. Absolutely but, uh, insane. God, how old are we now? Oh, I remember the February 2018. February 2018 was a different James entirely, let me tell you that. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, we have got some football to talk about. Wednesday played Leeds on Saturday. They did. There's an international break coming up and we're going to have a look at Sheffield Wednesday's transfer business over the summer and talk about all of that in today's episode. Yes, there will be regular programming over the next couple of weeks. It will be a little bit different because there is obviously an international break, but we had to think about this because it's been a while since we had to do an international break thing. We weren't going to go talk about League One. We're done doing that. Yeah, exactly. So we are... We're going back to our old um, ideas of episodes when it's not always news focused. Don't get me wrong, we'll still be recording on the weekly basis, so there will be news popping in during the international break, but it'll be more of a case of, um, it's like, today's the day when we start bringing back, which we should have been doing, who are Sheffield Wednesday playing next at the end of the episodes. We've missed that a few times. Um, So that won't be coming back today, sorry. I mean, that's going to come back when the next time you get an episode we will have played that match so we're gonna bring all of that back but for the it's going to be basically an episode that's not as time sensitive next week because basically we have said basically about five times i really yeah. apologize <laughs> yeah we have got something happening next week that is new for the channel yep. um that jake and jack don't really know what the extent of it's gonna be but it should be something fun now i've said this i realize we've not planned it to record it so we need to sort that out because jack is everywhere at the minute yep so i will make sure we do that but yes let's get into the football sheffield wednesday played leeds and we've got a point jake i know we're no longer pointless it's lovely you know what 
I went into this game worried we were going to get absolutely battered just because how they came off against Ipswich the following week. But we actually had a system that worked. It it was an actual system that looked positive and tried to make them make mistakes. Yes, they got in behind us a lot, but defensively... Yeah, they really did. That solid. was slightly worrying. Yeah, every time it's like they cut us open way too easily. And again, it shows you how much we're missing. Diaby, granted, we've only seen him for one game, but he was cutting out those balls that would have gone straight through. And it shows you how our midfield was a little bit lackluster because Barry Bannon and Bayer are not good at that job. Barry Bannon will run everywhere and get every ball he can, but his job isn't just to stop someone getting past him. He's not that kind of player. So when they kept on going down the wing, cutting inside, I will say something, Vakwe pulled off some great saves. And he's had yeah, some that's interesting, that, actually. We were, we were saying literally on Friday night that we weren't convinced. But I said I said there's a player there, but again, I'm not sure in general. It's the one time I've said that because I said back him because I like the look of Vasquez. And then the one night I turn and go, oh, maybe we, uh, maybe, maybe he's not the answer. He goes and does he that against Leeds. So my initial gut feeling about him was right. Mm. Yeah, it just needed time. But if you actually look at the stats, yeah. I can't believe we had more shots on target than them. I, it felt like they had Yeah, loads. so here's how the stats ended up working out. So you'll you'll not be um, shocked to know that Leeds had 67% possession to Wednesday's 33. We had f- 11 shots to their 15, but five of ours were on target, only three of theirs. So working them into the areas where it was um, it, forcing shots off target, you'd like to think there. They had five corners to our three. They had eight fouls to our nine. So it was obviously Leeds. Leeds probably edged the game. But yeah. we did we did our job, you know, yeah. and that's all you can want. You know what did worry me about this game though, and it's something that worries me for a while. Set pieces were still not good at them. We still mm. can't beat the first man. Like there were so many that just went like Barry Bannon had like a free kick where he hit it over. And he just went straight out for a goal kick. Yeah. And I think that's a case of they're still learning each other's game. If that makes sense, I think they're still learning each other's way of playing, how that person reacts to different balls. And we're not there yet. And I think that's something we need to learn quite quickly mm. about where the where players are going to make runs. And I think this is where the international break has got to turn into pre-season mark two with all the players. Granted, we've got a couple of players going out on international breaks. Uh, Delgado, Vaquez, Deshaun, Pierce, and there's another one. I think there's six that are going out on international break. Hendrick. So we're going to... Hendrick, that's it. I, why I couldn't remember Hendrick? Because we've only just signed him. Um, so we have got that situation where there are going to be players who are not going to be there to do work, but the vast majority are. And I tell you who looked good, even though it was just a cameo role. Valentin. Valentin, when he came on with Iorfa down that side, they looked a quite a handful. You, yeah, you've got a thing about Valentin. You've been because you, you, you messaged me on Saturday, going, um, "You seen what I'm saying about Paul?" And I was like, I've, "I don't know what you're talking about." And that's how tired I clearly was on that day. Yeah, and I don't he, remember what you were saying. What were you saying about him? So. 
when he when we played Mantfield midweek, um, he got crossed into the box. He was running at home. And granted, I know it's League Two opposition versus Championship, but they still went through. But when he came on, he didn't come on for long. But him and Iorfa were switching a little bit. Like, he was getting behind, in front of Iorfa, vice versa. And they were doing really good switches where he was winning the ball, trying to get a cross in, but winning those free kicks in areas which we haven't done before. You know, where it's mm. all on the, like, using an overlapping right back properly. But Iorfa being a bit more forward as well, not being his usual position. Because I think if you can get someone like Valentin going, he's got the feed and he's got a bit of the tricks. And I think that where you st- you saw in that game more improvement of where the football's going to go in an attacking sense. I think, personally. Um, I think it was a case of it, this, this mentality is going to be a big thing to take a point from Leeds mm, because yeah. you're going against a team. Leeds, arguably, like, their fan base thinks they haven't performed as well as they should have since they've come down. Um, we, But we're going against a team that's been relegated from the Prem with all the pressure of what brings from a Leeds game. And to take a point of that, when we've just lost four on the spin, you know, everybody, yeah. all these bloody Twitter accounts just praying for our downfall literally all the time. And it's such a negativity around it and everyone on our backs to take a point from that and have something to build on is positive. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what I've been feeling since the start of the season. We are not playing to the standard that we can. He's brought a lot, like the front line was pretty much Moore's front line. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. So and it's he's not like, playing Gregory in the right position at me. He made Gregory drop further back. Yeah. But bringing some more of the players in that know how to gel in that system rather than chucking it all in. I, and then when even when Fletcher came on in that sense, he did his work, work sort of holding up the ball rather than yeah. being there to rely on, you know, getting a goal. But you could still technically see that as an attacking change, bringing Fletcher on. Oh, yeah. Um, when you try, like, oh, he, he was trying to get the three points. But I think he's... A question he's, on Fletcher. Do you think he's the attenuation with this team where he holds it up and get people into play than an actual goal scorer? I ain't seen enough of him from to say that. That's looked like what he was doing at the, at the end of the Leeds mm. game. Um, but it's also a case of it would be fitting if he was because we've said that Gregory isn't that player. Yeah. And Smith really isn't that player. You want them on the end of the chances. Yeah. So if he's not coming to be the goal scorer and he's become, come to be the sort of target hold-up player... That, that brings the other players into the game. That could work. It just depends if that is the that is the way they're working it. But I just think it was much better across the board. It it it's still worrying how quickly our defence gets Quite ripped apart. Yeah. Mm. Um, soft shout for a penalty, but probably was a penalty in this modern age for Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not given. So for, for once we got a little bit of luck because I don't think it was a penalty the other day uh when volks yeah you know that volks situation so swings and roundabouts with that i think it was a it was a point to build on now with some time to really work over the international break because these first five games have very much felt like a manager and learning on the job not knowing his best team not knowing um the players not really knowing the system and i guess that can come with the 
momentum shift that happened when you've got that familiarity and you've got that promotion winning side to bringing in, bringing in a load of new players, but a new manager with a new philosophy and new system. So when you're doing that, it's going to take time. And I think getting a point for the confidence going, right, we can do this now. That That's one of the, the league's big boys. We've just yeah. taken a point from them. We've got two weeks to work on this now. Granted, not all our players are going to be here. It'd be ideal to have Hendrick in, to be honest. It's a shame he's going mm. out with Ireland. Um, but being able to work on that is going to be big for us. I think it comes across very much as well. You look at what Windass and both Gregory have said in interviews during this week, basically. And at the end, you know what I like about Windass? He's very brutally honest. He doesn't sugarcoat yeah. it. It'll go, we're rubbish. It's on us. But again, he said it's on us. He's not afraid to to say his opinion, is he? No. Which is, you don't see too often. Yeah, but I love that. He was like, it's on us. There's only so much the gaffer can do. It's on us. We need to listen or we need to concentrate. And then you go a couple of days through the week. Lee Gregory gets this. He said, it's on us. We need to do this. This is on us. We have to listen. We have to learn it. Yeah, it's new stuff, but we can see what's happening, where it's working. I think this is where... Us as fans, we only see 90 minutes where they're seeing a full week of training and what they're doing. And it might not be paying off yet in the game how they want to as it is in training, but they're still backing and they're confident that it's going to work. And remember, Gregory, a couple of years ago, I think it was Christmas time in our first season in League One, said, we've got to start listening to Darren Moore. We've got to because we're not doing. What happened when we started listening? We went on that really good run. So I think it's a case of them just having to take on new situations. Right. Not listening to the the the, the philosophy. I know. I think I think Windass pointed out something really important actually. He said we he said specifically about under this manager, he said we need to start listening because we can keep saying it's the manager and we can talk about this, but it's been these same players just not doing what they're they're told and we've we've been under loads of managers now. I think that must be something that happens where it's a case of the manager comes in and, and Windass has clearly seen something that this is probably the manager that's made him go, actually, we've had quite a few managers now and we're still not fully implementing what these managers want. So it is on us. And, and then you do look more like it's the players than the managers if they're not yeah. listening. And yeah. it's good it's, to it, see that he's picked up on that. It's it weird seeing how much of a senior pro Windass is becoming. Because when he first came in, you didn't see it as that. But I think he's actually benefited from the likes of Barry Bannon and Darren Moore coming in when he did, because I think it made him a mature and more... I can see him being quite a good coach when he gets older. Mm. It's personally. It, just, it was just really weird to see how it's... you. And if you hadn't noticed, they always tend to use Windap because Windap can put a positive spin on, but he can also be honest at the same time. Yeah, I think Windass will go into media personally. I think he, mm. yeah, that seems. But yeah, I do. I know what you're saying. I think having more, you want leaders on all areas of the pitch. It's the old cliche, isn't it? So yeah. having players that are speaking well, if they can start putting the performances on the pitch, that's what we need to see now. So yeah, Leeds was definitely. a Leeds was a good starting point. Let's build on it. So the championship review. Let's go around the scores in the championship for the weekend. Um, Sunderland beat Southampton 5-0 Swansea lost to Bristol City at, 
uh, at Swansea's ground as well, 2-1. Swansea not having a great time of it this season. Birmingham no. 1, Millwall 1, Ipswich Town 3, Cardiff City 2. Ipswich just flying. It's... They were behind what, in that game as well. What money, it's what money does. Money and momentum. Yep. They've managed to keep it. Fair play to them. Rotherham 2, Norwich 1. Interesting. Coventry 3, Watford 3. Leeds 0, Wednesday 0. Plymouth 3, Blackburn 0. This, this league is weird, man. Yep. Leicester 0, Hull 1. Another <laughs> one for this league is weird, man. Stoke nil, Preston two, Middlesbrough nil, QPR two, so Middlesbrough in trouble as well. West Brom one, Huddersfield two, so Huddersfield even getting a win there. This weekend's been odd. It's been very odd. And what I find really funny about the Sunderland game, it was literally, I think Ross Stewart signed for Southampton on transfer deadline day. And then they just yeah. go and batter them. <laughs> they just battered them. It's like, it's like, you know how we play Southampton first game? Like, you can mm-hmm. see now they've lost some of the key players that have come. Like, they're not that brilliant in defence now. <laughs> no, it, we played Southampton at the worst possible time. Yeah. Because really the, the, the player that didn't tell a score for them. Yep. He'd gone to Germany, I think. Yeah. They've, they've lost some good players, so... Yeah. But Sunderland are... I want to watch this season for sure. Um, Definitely, I, I think it. I think Ipswich will be up there. I don't. I don't see Ipswich falling off too hard. I see. I can see them having a fall off, but I. I, I can see. see I can see them doing a double promotion. You see, here's the thing. Chancery wants that so bad. Yep. But to do that, you've got. To, I think it's just obvious. You've got to spend the money in the right areas, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah. They spent loads of money in League One in the right areas for a championship bounce. They built a championship squad in League One. So did Plymouth. Yeah. We built a League yeah. One squad to get out of League One. And I think that's where we're struggling with. If we went with that mentality... I'd argue we did have championship players in there as well, but no, we, we did, didn't we have did. an entire squad. Yeah. We don't have, yeah. And they did, they did very well with the loans they brought in. Yeah. Both sets of teams. So we'll see what happens. But Middlesbrough are not great. A team that I would have thought would have been up there. And they're just on a bad as us, really. So the uh, new the new rules in the championship, they're not new, but obviously we're going into the championship, means we might have to leave some players out of the squad because you can only have 25 players. Mm. Am I right in saying goalkeepers don't count in the championship? Um, I read something like... Oh, they do count. They do count. They do count. Sorry, was, that's it, the it difference. Was in, it was in League yeah. One. They, ca- they, ca- they didn't count. Which is weird Yeah, for me. That's really weird. But yeah, so they do count. But we've got like 27, 28 players. Yeah. 29. Yeah. Yeah. Around that. So there's going to be some players that miss out. Is Marvin Johnson going to be one of them players? I kind of think he might be, sadly. Um, for whatever reason, he's not any plans. Now the question is, does he? You've got to think. Does he leave Marvin Johnson? Then does Wilk get it? Who is not fit, or what? For whatever reason, who we haven't seen much of. It, it's going to be interesting who he leaves in and who he leaves out, because so far James Johnson don't seem to be in that 
kind of area of being picked. Yeah. And we don't have great cover in certain places. And I think Johnson positions one of them. But would you would you risk say putting a mallet Wilson just in just in case it turned good? Because apparently we turned down bids for him on transfer deadline day. They were offered for him, we turned it down and he wants to fight for his place. Do you know if you play Wilkes as a winger, he's yeah. he'll bag us he'll bag us I know it's not lowest, but I reckon he'll bag us ten goals this season. That's enough to keep us in the championship. Mm. I genuinely believe in that player. Same. Know, but it, it's a case of actually utilising him properly. Moore wasn't the manager for him. Chisco could be. Yeah, yeah. And you hope after this international break, we actually see him start coming on and doing something because I've been given thick the whole time since we signed Will because I still think there's a good player there and he's only 24. He's had yeah. injuries. He's had stuff off the field happen. Fair he play. was the perfect. He was the perfect gamble, and I don't. And that's the whole point. He was a gamble. Gamble, right? Yeah. He was a cheap gamble on somebody who had bagged really, really well. You know, a really yeah. good young, high potential player. The exact sort of player I want Sheffield Wednesday to be signing. And yes, he's had injuries, but you know what? I'd rather that than us buy somebody who's on a load of wages that's like in their thirties and is is in the same boat. We've yeah. bought somebody who, if we sell, we'll probably get similar for what he either goes in a free or if we sell him, we'll get a fee or something similar to what we paid for him. It's a low-risk gamble. And I think yes. that if you look at this transfer window as a whole, it's a low-risk gamble. Yes. And I think... Let's let's, that... let's jump into it then, Jake, because the, today yeah. is about reviewing the transfer window. So we are going to start... With our new, it would appear he's not our number one. Dawson's our number one, but it appears he's Chisco's number one. And that is Devis Vasquez, loaned in from AC Milan, 25-year-old goalkeeper. He has started under Chisco. He's had a great game against Leeds. Some people have um, some people have questioned whether he is good enough, but I firmly believe his distribution is something that is getting more comfortable. He looks very he looks very comfortable on the ball. That's the one I, thing that I have I seen. Think, yeah. I think that's the one thing Cisco is looking for. Someone who can have it at the ball at his feet and not look like they're going to panic. He's got a good yeah. range. Now to be a goalkeeper in this modern A, you have to be someone who's got a vision for a pass and be able yes. to pass about and use your feet a little bit more. And what we've seen so far, even when he's getting like someone running at him, uh, opposition forward. He's so calm on the ball. It doesn't seem... He made one mistake in the league game, which was a pass that was going to Bannon and it was too flat and Bannon lost it because it was too flat. But he's getting better and we've seen that he's a good shot stopper in this league game. I understand people wanting Dawson to do... I want Dawson to do well. He's a Sheffield lad, he's a Wednesday fan and he did well when we leave one. But I think... It's better to let the manager bring in someone who he thinks he can use better with his feet because we all know what Dawson's like. He'll support anyone who's the keeper, but he'll still fight for his place. He did that last season. Here's what I actually think should happen with this, right? Vasquez has a decent season with us and we sign him and he becomes the number one and we sell Dawson. Yeah, That's the, that's the situation that 
I can see happening and it's potentially the best situation for Sheffield Wednesday. The other situation that I would be comfortable with, if we don't think Vasquez is going to be there, we don't sign him, he goes back. Whatever happens, Chisco might not be the manager at the end of the season, depending on the course of the season. You know, you never know how it's going to go. Dawson has a fresh start next season, but I don't think he's at a stage where he can be messed about too much more. This is the season where at the end of the season, you have to make those big decisions, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think and I think I, Charles push is definitely each other all one the way. For the, and I think Charles is one of the one for the future because I think yes. you look at what Vaquez is now at 25. Charles is already kind of there in terms of what he's doing, playing with his feet, distribution. It it's that style. I think I think this was a really smart loan, but when you loan a keeper, you automatically know they're your number one. It's the one position if you loan. It's your number one player. I personally believe Charles needs to go to a League One side and be the number one. But one, mm. uh, uh, if the, if there's a side in there, I, I don't. Have we've left League One now? I can't think of any teams that really did play with their feet too much that aren't that didn't get promoted. You know, but like any any distribution sides down there, yeah, get him there. Yeah, get him just used to doing it because um, I, that that sort of expectation would be fantastic because I just think about like how how much of a price tag that puts on players as well. And I do look at it from a Sheffield Wednesday business perspective. If you think about how much stock went into Josh, Josh Griffiths when he went and mm, tore up the yeah. lower leagues on loan, that's the thing with Dawson as well. With Exeter, right? Yeah. He probably would have been worth a good million to some sides yeah. at that point. And now we've, I, th- I think we'd still find money on him. It's, it's even though like, it's nice to see Wildsmith getting games and stuff like that. These players have to do the things for the careers. What I want to see this season is just Dawson Vasquez pushing each other for that mm. spot. Um, and I think it might be just the thing. Dawson's got more expectation from the fans and we've seen him have bad games and we've seen him have great games. So he's got sort of like that split in certain sections of the fan, fan base. You know, people who remember him from yeah. his first spell in the championship with, well, not his first spell, but you know, his time in the championship with us where it wasn't, it wasn't an amazing time. But then we remember the League One times where he dislodges David Stockdale yeah. and he does really, really well. And that's more recent. But then you think about how those that defense we think about how shaky that defense is and then Dawson's part of that defense and do you trust him to when when the players are looking back at him do the fans start to get mm. nervous and present that nervous energy do the players get nervous does a new keeper just get rid of all of that I think the issue we've got with our keeper situation we've never really and here's the phrase that's very annoying with Wendy we've never really had a plan going forward to what to do with keepers since Westwood we had this when we had Chris Kirtland We've had, yeah. We have been the team for so long. When it comes to keepers, we don't really have a plan. And then we get one that's really good. It sticks for six and a half years. And then we once we do go to a point where, right, they're not going to, we're back to trying to find a new plan. I think well, that's having the, a that's the way you, you. To be honest, the way you want to do it is the Westwood situation. You want a keeper that's going to be with you for six years. Like we were, we knew, I remember we said at the time how good we were eating having here in Westwood as yeah, the goalkeeper. We like it was like there is no way that we would have been able to get a keeper of he was just such a quality goalkeeper and right? he was a three yeah 
He was exactly. a three because he, he, he had injury issues. And we rarely saw any of those injury issues when he was at Wednesday up until like right near the end. And I think if, you, if you're going to have a situation where you have a keeper for a long time, you then need to, when it comes to a bit where they're starting to not look like the keeper of old, you start putting a new plan in place. And I think that's where we've not done that. I think we've had Dawson and Wildsmith looking like they're going to be the next ones because a long time, Wildsmith looked like he was going to be the next number one and then he had that bad injury. And he yeah. left to go get his career on track and you look what he's doing at Derby. Derby fans love him. And he, I'm glad every time I hear that he's doing well, it, it makes me happy because we know there's a good keeper there. Got sent off the other day. Did you see that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know if he, I don't know if he did handle it because it was like, it was like looking at the angle I saw, I was like, did that come off his chest? I think it came off his chest. I think it was a bit harsh. But it was all over, people were ridiculing him over the internet as people tend to do. Um, but yeah, I felt for him there, but they lost to Bolton, yep. yeah, Derby. It's, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's just, um, Derby fans tend to have this weird thing with us now, don't they? So I was yeah, like... Yeah, they do. Um, interestingly, because backwards have been called up, will he get the nod against Ipswich when we're back, depending on when he gets back from international mm, That's call. a very good point. That's a very good point. That's the one thing about having internationals in this international break. Half... I'm kind of annoyed that... It's really annoying that Vasquez is going, actually, if he is starting. Because... Yep you're trying to get a solid defence and you've got two weeks which could be training and working on that, trusting each I other at the back. Left. Yeah. But if, what you, if, if he, he's not... What if... I know he's not going to do it, but like, is he the, he's not the number one, is he? So, Jake, yeah, here's the thing. Looking at the research that we have may have just done in this bit because we were curious and it's really hard to find the uh, Colombian <laughs> national team call-up list, by the way. Really hard. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite tricky. Um, he might play, right? Yeah, they don't have a lot of keepers, do they? Because the three keepers that have been called up for Colombia, uh, Camilo Vargas, Vargas, who's 34, obviously, he'll, he, they, might, they might rotate. I reckon he'll get a cap because uh, Alvaro Montero as well, he's possibly the, who they play, but it's him and Vasquez. There's three of them. I reckon Vasquez is getting a cap. He's played yeah. in the. He's, he's he got called up for the friendlies, but these are the first, you know, like competitive internationals. Yeah, and if you think about the, what's the level like in the, um, Columbia? Is it the Colombian league? Millionarios, Millionarios, and Atlas. There's, I don't know where Atlas, Atlas is in that league, I don't think, but championship's quite competitive. Because if I'm looking at the... Yeah, I reckon he's playing. Because if I'm looking at the other players that have been called up for them, they've got players from like Cincinnati in the USA. Mm. Um, you're looking at Gang... Uh, Florentina's probably one of the, the big... One of the big ones is obviously Sanchez from Tottenham. Tottenham. Yeah. Um, James Rodriguez. Sao Paulo now. Who else have they got? Oh, Luis Diaz is obviously up front for them as well. So mm. that's quite big. But they've got they've got a spread of players. I reckon he's playing. So like not it, ideal. 
So, no. so not ideal from a training perspective. But yes, let's move on to our next player, um, and that is Momo Diaby. Yeah. 26 years old, central defensive midfielder from Porto Menezi. Comes on absolute beast, you know, kind of holding midfielder you want, gets injured, and when are we seeing him again next, Jake? <laughs> uh, good question, because we don't know. And that was a shame, because he came on, and just it was everything we needed in that midfield. It's everything we were looking for. And it was just the typical Wednesday thing that he gets injured because he looked absolutely solid. He was breaking things up, holding it up, making it so Byers and Bannon could go further forward. And he just, he was looking like the right player and the right loan to bring in. And then the injury just completely stunted anything we were going to do with it. And that's just a real pain in the backside because... I think if he stays fit, we're probably not using one of the loans that we did on deadline day. We're probably looking at a different position. But it's such a shame because he he come in and I know it's hard to judge off one game, but on one game, he looked pretty solid. You just hope he's not as bad a first thought and he's back sooner than later. But international break could be it's great. It's worrying that the manager doesn't seem to know. That's what he's obviously been saying. He's he's been mm. saying that he doesn't know that they're obviously trying to help him get back as quickly as possible. But the fact that there's no sort of time frame on it is worrying because he is that player that I want to keep around. Yeah, you know, and if, even if we get him in like December, it, it will be like a new signing. You yeah, know, it would. But but I would be. I would be concerned. Yeah. I would be concerned with the fact that Wednesday's curse continues with the injuries. It's just the way, isn't it? Yep. It just, it's you just get our it. luck. But I will say, he comes, he plays well, he enjoys it. It's, haven't we basically done like a swap? Adeniran's gone there, hasn't he? Yes, he has. On a three. And I bet he stays fit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> loan him back in January and then he gets injured <laughs> here again um, but 26 we get him back in a few months hopefully a couple of well, weeks hopefully but even if it's a couple of months he starts for me he is yeah, that definitely. he is that holding midfielder I'm really is excited by him want? yeah and I think when he comes back if he, he, could, he could take us out of the you know out of the blue completely about oh yeah we've got him haven't we so mm. Stick a pin in that one. Ashley Fletcher's the next one we will talk about. Another loan from Watford. I don't Ooh. see yet where Sicko wants to play him. Yes. So he's, far, he's not he's clearly not coming as the goal scorer. He should have no. probably come in as the goal scorer, but it does look like we're potentially not going that route as just the out and out goal scorer. Hmm. He he's I think he started midweek versus Mantfield and didn't really do much, but it's when when Fletcher signed, we both said he's signing because he knows Sicko from his Watford days. Yes. And Sicko reckons he can get the best out of him, which is fair play if he can get the best out of him. I think I've seen signs where Fletcher will work. I just don't know in which formation it'll work and what his role will be. If we're looking at him being an out and out goal threat, I don't see that yet because. For him to be that, he needs to be further up the pitch in the box, using his height, using his strength. And for someone who quite looked quite 
he's got a bit of trait. He gets knocked off the ball quite easily a lot and then complains that he hasn't got a foul. It's like, I'd just like get up and carry on. He has been playing for Watford though. That's kind of the way it goes. Yeah. um, But it's one of these ones where everybody this window, as always, was looking for a striker. Everyone. And we brought Fletcher in. I think everyone was a bit underwhelmed by it. If Sisko can get him scoring again, then brilliant. He did say when he came in, he said last time he played for me, he got two in two. That was in a very good Watford team, though. That could play to his strength. Let's see on this one, because I'm still not convinced. But again, we haven't seen enough of him. He hasn't started games yet. We've only seen him come off with big bit, bits off the bench. And I think there's only so much you can judge a player when they come off the bench. Do you know what I do like is the fact that he started Smith and he brought Smith off for Fletcher. And I'm like, you could play them together. You know, that's the one thing that there is still the opportunity of that. Um, Because I think, I don't think Smith needs to be that hold up player. And if he sees him like for like, let Smith get in the box. I could tell Smith was frustrated. He was respectful, but he was respectfully frustrated when he came off against Leeds, which I, you know, I I don't mind that. You know, people talk about people having a tantrum, you know, like huffing and puffing when they're coming off and stuff. He still shook everyone's hand. Gisco clearly knew he was on damage control with him. (laughs) Like, but it was one of those things where like, I, I think you could, you could find a way to fit them together. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But I don't There's think he starts at the minute. I do, think it is, I do think it's a Gregory Smith start for me. Mm. It, he he got to dislodge him. It can't be the manager doing. He got to show something to dislodge it. Yeah. We'll carry on with the loans theme and we will go for our, one of our newest loans, Jeff Hendrick. I think this is a cracking loan. I, I yeah, really that, do. I, I, I remember we were very tired on Friday night, right? And yeah, we were talking we were. about this and I was like, oh, Jeff Hendrick. And then I was like, actually, for the position we're in, Jeff Hendrick is a quality signing. 31 is, years old from Newcastle. Like he's done really, really well in the championship before. He's been one of them higher end championship players. He's got a rocket in him if he can, if need be as a goal. He's, he basically a little bit of a DRB mole because he can play that position where he breaks things up but he can get forward and I think this is quite a smart one granted people went oh he's 31 is this but he was he was probably one of the better players in a very poor Reading team last season even if Reading that's, didn't you know so. that's one thing I've heard about Reading no I've heard it from quite a few Reading fans that they thought he was quality yeah um, they thought actually he was one of the good sides of their team last season so that's what you want, really. Mm. When you look at, yes, they got relegated and 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 that sort of thing. Is somebody you could actually bring in, and if he does really well, you've you've probably you've got him on a free, as well, yeah. probably. So, I they, I don't they mind want this. Him off the box. I, th- yeah. I think it's one of one way. Yeah, I think I tell you what. The only thing that annoys me with this one. Wednesday. Yes. I know you like to do a last minute deadline thing, go and don't go to bed just yet. But we can tell the pictures were done during the day. Just announce it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a couple of years younger than Bannon as well, right? Mm. So as Bannon's if Hendrick can can perform at a really good level, and we do sign mm. him for what for whatever example, he might be helpful as he sort of reaches his mid thirties to yeah. really help on that Bannon atrophy at the end of Bannon's career. 
you know, yeah, where, where Bannon sort of dips, we keep that experience with someone like Hendrick. So this could be smart in a few different ways, especially just with the level of experience there, because you do need that experienced midfielder, in my opinion. You need oh, somebody God, yeah. who's got that. And we've got, we've got that in bucket loads now in our midfield, which is, which is what you want. No, I remember I've seen a lot of people saying he's actually downgraded coming. Uh, it was like, what has happened to this man's career? He's ended up at a struggle in Sheffield Wednesday. I'm like, all right, calm, calm down. down. <laughs> but when somebody's saying that, you usually think, oh, maybe we've got a player here as well there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm happy about that. I, what I'm very happy about actually is because Blackburn fans are going, what are we doing? Is, Blackburn uh, we fans have are not happy are they they are really angry about this exactly we have loaned john buckley from blackburn he rejected a, a permanent move to swansea and has decided to come on loan for wednesday he's a 23 year old there is a recall clause in there he can go back in january they had to put yep. that in there but for whatever reason he is not he is not going to be at blackburn he's going to be a wednesday player and i actually think he's somebody who's going to get quite a bit of game time for us I think he's going to get a lot of game time. And I think you look at his history with the club as well, because a lot of people, it, his uncle was going quite mental on Twitter. It was lovely to see because he's like, finally been taking him to game for his age. It's actually going to happen because everyone was like just following his uncle to find out what was yeah. going on. And it was just this really nice thing of when he found out that Swansea weren't there. It's like, right, you go in. Bye. Go on. Because he wanted, when originally it got said that we were in for it, he was like, yeah, I'll take that. I definitely want to go there. And I think if you've got a player who's already got that mindset, even as a loan, that, and especially if he's a little bit of a fan, that drives it a little bit more. And I think he'll yeah. want to show what he can do. Because remember, I remember the game he debuted against us and scored. He's a good player. And this is a very, very smart loan. Um, His market value is apparently three million as well. So it's like to get you never a know. With a you never Go know. On. We could have a situation if he has a good loan, and we've seen we haven't bent much this window. Maybe in the summer we do chance our armor and go. Look, we'll offer you this or whatever. But they still rate him very highly to reject three million. That's the thing. There, they did they reject, reject it or did the player reject it? I what. What I read was they rejected it because they did only wanted a loan. They didn't want to sell. Okay. Right, okay. Fair enough. It, to be fair, it's just nice seeing Michael D Duff get done again in like the last embers of a transfer window like he did in the game against Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> did the... Uh, I'll move on from that. Did the... Where do you think Chisco's going to play him? I think he's going to probably drop buyers. Interesting. Because I don't think Byers, and much of Byers is good, I don't think he's up to scratch yet. Do you think, think our midfield he, is going to be Bannon, Hendrick and Buckley? Because that's the feeling I'm getting. I, th I think I've got to say, yeah. 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 And I know people I mean, are going to... We have signed two players that can shunt out to the right if we need them to, but I don't mm. think you'll play them there. No, I, I think it's going to be Bannon, Buckley, Hendrick. I, That's I a like hell of Bayern. a midfield, actually. What you say? That's a hell of a midfield, actually. It is, isn't it? It's like, not too like defensive, Bayern. which is good, I guess. Yeah, I like Bayer, but so far he doesn't seem up to feed with this system yet. 
And I don't mm. know if that's a mixture of, of his injury thing. Because that's the thing what we had when we said in the summer, buyers on a one-year deal works if he stays fit. But we've only seen Byers in a League One outfit. We've never seen him in a Championship outfit. I still think Byers start. Byers starts for me at the minute. It's Byers' place to lose, in my opinion. Yeah, but um, because 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 his quality. Look at that through ball. Like the, oh, the, yeah. he's, he's he's the only other player in our team that I, I can see play dead through balls like that to just just completely perfect no look like Bannon can, you know, and just completely yeah. do the defence. So unless, for me... Unless you're bringing you bring Buckley in to rotate just if you're still a bit worried about your fitness levels. Mm. He might be you know on that. I mean? Yeah, he might, he might be... Um, <laughs> squad depth, injuries, all that sort of thing. It comes into play, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. Uh, moving on to Bambo Diaby. So he is I- a... 20 he's 25 oh god he's 25 i thought he was he's only 25 reason yeah Yeah, um we signed him on an undisclosed fee from preston your thoughts i like this signing but i have seen what preston has said there is a mistake in him now and again yeah yeah it's it's one of those things where he does it's the occasional reading of the game sometimes he has to run back a little bit quicker when he could have positioned himself a little bit better he i've noticed is, he is rapid though i'll give him that yes he there has was, he has a, got the ability to do the, that there was a bit in the league game where we were getting done by uh oh left midfielder who nearly went to everton i can't say his name being bridgie cannot or something like that he nearly went and anyway he was ahead of him and he just he motored got in front of him Tried to stop him to give the foul away. Didn't get the foul. And the player went on to get it into the box. But he motored. He can get back when need be. I'll, I'll, I'll say, if if you got Diaby and Iortha and Deshaun and Wolf that's actually quite a nippy back, back line-up. They've yeah, all got a, a bit of speed to It's a great line-up of giving away penalties. Yeah. Because that's the um, one thing you have got when they come back with pace and then they come in for a tackle and somebody goes over and they play the game. It's it's yeah. dangerous. I think what I've seen from him, he he's good. He can stand up and get blocked, tackled. He's an absolute beast. It's just, like I said, sometimes reading of the game is a little bit not there yet and can get pulled out of position. But maybe that's just with time and getting Fair. to know what the new system is. You're on about Gelhart as well, weren't you? Yes. <laughs> I was it was annoying me, so I had to check it. Yeah, I I think it's again it's the sort of right signing we need to make. It's somebody who wants to keep establishing himself as a quality championship player, so they need to and, and they're doing that in a side that's struggling. So I think when it click we it's very early to judge a lot of these players. Yes, there's, there's, you can see where there could, a couple of mistakes can come from, but I'm, I think it's an improvement on the, the squad and the defence from last season. So mm, I'll take definitely. it. Reese James becomes a permanent. Looks like one of those players that is getting more into Chisco's plans, and it looks like when he was left out, it was more of a case of squad rotation, but he isn't one of the front runners. So your thoughts? I I think when I think under Darren Moore, he's a starter. I think under Cisco, yeah. he's your... Back up left back if need be when you need to come on and do a job. And I, I I don't know if he's okay with that or not, but he might have come in thinking he was going to be starting when he first signed because Darren Moore was still here. Everything was still fresh. But you've got the thing with this one. It's where you look at it and you go, you know what? He's here. 
if it, if puck comes to shove and we need the depth, he's there. He can come on and do that job for Akin. Yeah. And if what they want, I think we all said we wanted to see him, but now he's in a different style of play i don't know how it worked but if he can come on and be that rotation when we've got a busy period at christmas he's probably perfect for this if he's going to decide to deploy wing backs he can play there yeah. as well more of a natural wing back in he so yeah definitely than a lot of players anyway so i think there's options there yeah i i do i agree i don't think he starts anymore but i said this said this i remember getting quite heated with work about it that <laughs> you did he, you buy him as a squad player. Is yeah. he better than what we had? Yes. You need to build a squad. He is now a squad option and that is proving what he is doing. And he's a great character as well. Yeah. By the looks of it. So I, I think it's, it was a good bit of business. The fee would have probably been very, 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 very small. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. What I, I am happy with the potential of from what I've seen so far is Anthony Masaba. So we've signed him on an undisclosed fee from Monaco. He's 22 years old. Now I've, I, I see a player here that excites me in terms of their mm. attacking output. And that it's not very often I say that from a Sheffield Wednesday perspective. What are your thoughts? He is a very good player. If we, again, one of one, let him get used to championship, learn to like know that you'll get knocked off a little bit off the ball. But what you've seen so far, he can, once he's got the ball at his feet, he's got a trick or two that can get past the man. That first little fell when he came on versus Southampton, it's like he was really running and ragged. Um, I think it's his case of getting him used to the league and then getting into play because he got the ability to be really good if we we look after him properly. And I believe it's a three-year deal he's on as well. So a three-year deal, either, I think they've got a 20% sell-on fee if anything ever did happen. But how how long have we been asking the club to find the players like this? We don't know if he's going to be there, by the way, yet. But how long have we I been just, I think I think he needs a proper run of games. Like, yeah. we've got the international break here. Get him integrated into that system. We've got a lot of players that are going to have a language barrier as well. So get them all knowing each other. Getting them knowing what they're saying to each other. Get the get the gel gelling, right? Yeah. And somebody like Musaba will be that player that bombs past the defence and unlocks it and yeah, makes a definitely. chance happen. And I've not seen players like that for Wednesday in quite some time that actually get unleashed so I really really hope he got a bit of an Antonio feel to him in, yeah in terms in terms of that player that gets you off your seat yeah 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 it's I think this one is one where we're gonna see what happened with this one but it's a step in the right direction in a sense of looking at players who are not particularly well known of and seeing what happens and it's a low-risk transfer. Again, another one of them low-risk transfers. Um, can't imagine it being too much again. I think it's under a million. So, mm, yeah. A free transfer in Juan Delgado, 30 years old. He's uh, been playing a bit more of a defensive role for Wednesday, um, but he has been he has been deployed on the wing as well, hasn't he? So, mm. what He's... are your thoughts? <laughs> He'd been solid from what I've seen of him so far. He does, if once he gets out of position, though, 
he will make a wrath cha- challenge. He will put a bit of a yeah, he tackle will. in. It'll, it'll, and... it'll, it's Hutch Bingo. It's Delgado yeah, Bingo Yeah, now. it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he'll put in a wrath tackle if he's out of position. But if he does get the ball, he can run with it. And he had got an eye for a cross. I think people have been really attacking the bit where it's... Because I noticed he, he kept on swapping in between Windass and Delgado on the wing, seeing which one will do. And I don't think we've had that switch over where it, where they'll switch positions. It's normally been, you stay in your position, that's it. And I think yeah. with this, if he... I'd like to see more of a right winger, but I've also liked to... It all depends who you're going to play right back. Palmer, if Palmer's going to be your inter, interlapping wing back, then Fantastic. This works all day, every day for me. Uh, I think my only concern is he, he he likes a tackle and he's not scared to like get into it when it gets meaty. And I like that, but also with the new rules in the EFL and the thing, uh, he got he don't feel like he got a red card somewhere in him. Oh no, it's got it's definitely going to happen. But I also really like him. I like I like the way. He, um... He runs at players. I like the way he's 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 got the confidence with the ball. Um, yeah, I think I think he's he's going to be one of them players that we end up getting really annoyed with in in a big game at some point. But I also think it, out of all the signings, I think he's the biggest wild card. Sort of like whoa, okay, mm. this could this could be interesting. But I also think he, the manager's backing him and I think he's got the manager's back as well. So that will count for something, yeah. but he is the one Sick that has started. The, well. Yeah. He's the one that started to divide the fan base a little bit of sort of like, oh, this guy's a bit reckless, but I do like that. So yeah, same. there's something a bit exciting, not knowing what they'll do. And he's attacking minded, which is what you want. Mm. Um, quite literally, as in he will probably two foot a player at some point. <laughs> So uh, we have also signed uh, Dijon Bernard, who started against Leeds, 22 years old. This was on a free transfer, looking like he might be starting now, which is yeah good. 22-year-old centre-back. I'll take that. You know what? This is a bit of a coup. This one is mm. a bit of a... Hull fans love him. Uh, when he was at Portsmouth last season, they loved him, and he was part of the reason they went on that like unbeaten run they did. All kind of thing. I think it was 11 games. This lad had been talked about for a long time. I think you may even mentioned him a couple of seasons ago as someone we might go for just for a loan because of how good he is. Yeah, pro- I probably did you when we were look, looking at all you that. Look at, you look at him as a player and you look at most of our back lineup. They are built. They are absolute tank. They're units. And I think you need that in this division. He, The thing is, he got speed as well. He's the number one thief one where, when he does go forward. Because he did do some forward runs in that game versus Leeds, trying to get the ball forward. And it was working. I've got this he's an international at 22, right? For, yeah. for, the, for he's, he's literally for playing for the Jamaican national team yeah. at 22 he's years another, old. He's another one who's on international call-up as well. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But 22, you've been called up and... You don't get into Man United's under 21 without having something about you. Uh, we did say when we signed him, one year contract. Hopefully, if it starts looking good, you put an extension in front of him. But, I'd hope there's one in there, to be honest, already. Yeah, I, um, I, I think this is a cracking bit of business we've done, personally. Six foot two, 22 years old. 
start him. Just start him. Keep starting yep. him. I'm really excited to see how that develops. Give him give him the opportunity to develop here. Make sure there's a contract in front of his face, though. Yes. That's the worrying thing with it. Right, so for a rumoured fee of 300k, Sheffield Wednesday also signed Paul Valentin. And he's 26 years old. Do I even I like really need to talk about this player? He's, he's, he's listed as a right-back. He's... You you might as well talk about him because you keep talking about him. <laughs> I like what I've seen so far. I like Paul Valentin as a player. I think there's everything you want in a right back in terms of going forward. If he if you're playing in the right, I said about Paul uh, about Palmer and Delgado. What if you get the whole situation with Valentin and Delgado going? And I think I think I read that they were both at the same club at one point or something of that nature. I may have got that wrong or or. I know there's something with Sicko and Valentine that they've worked together at the same club or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, seen something like that too. And he really does rate him. And I think the only reason he's not started, he was getting him used to being in England, getting him used to how he wants to play and getting him used to playing in the championship. I think he'll become a starter soon. Now, what does that mean for Parliament and stuff like that? People, when when he signed, people were like, oh, that Palmer, that's a bit unfair on Palmer. Palmer's a pro that'll know what to do. He'll know how to get back into it and he know what will be needed when needed. You know what I mean? And yeah. Palmer's not been like left out of this Wednesday squad because he's already, he had been used a lot. Palmer I also think- can, Palmer's also always going to be safe in this squad anyway, pretty much as well, because he's our, he's come through our academy. He's, he's, he's the yeah. homegrown quota as well with things. And he's a good, he's a, He's a starter, right? But he's also a, a fantastic squad player if he becomes one. So And he can play anywhere. Yeah. Pa- he's Paul always going to be in that squad. You don't leave Palmer yeah. out of it. No, no, you don't. I think Paul Valentin is one of these ones. Once we, he gets up to speed, we could be really looking at a really good player. Uh, I'm excited to see how gl- it develops. I've seen glimpses of it versus Manfield. I saw glimpses of it, even though he only came on for a small period where him and I author were doing a good job against Leeds. And he, he just came on and kept on winning free kicks. I know it's your job as part up. of this podcast, but I can't believe you watched that Mansfield game. Yeah, I did. It was it was it was hard. <laughs> it was so hard. Oh, well somebody has to do it on the podcast. Yeah. It was you. Um you notice I didn't talk about the Mansfield game because I didn't go anywhere near that. Um <laughs> Deji Gasama, we signed for one million pounds. Apparently. Yeah. 19 years old from Paris Saint-Germain. Liverpool wanted him before. Dortmund were linked with him before. Wolves wanted him as much as last season. Mm. And he's a Sheffield Wednesday player. So you would be asking what's gone wrong. Um, <laughs> but it, it, you would potentially just say that he, he didn't get the, the, the time. Uh, he didn't get the time to develop and he's 19 years old now and he lost that hot moment where he could have gone to all these clubs. So now mm. he's come on a permanent here to make it in English football. And I really respect it at the age. I think I don't think we've seen anywhere near anything of him really. No. So we saw we a need little to... pe- period versus Preston, I think it was. And that was yeah. it. So we need to... Bench. We can't really make too much of a judgment on... on what he's like for Wednesday, but in terms of potential, what are you thinking? What I will say is 
this is a very interesting buy because he don't he's 19 and also if we've been 19 he doesn't have to be registered into the club no yeah thing. exactly he's one of so, our exceptions isn't he as well yes. to that um international so rule or something a really clever bit of way of doing it i think We've all seen bits and pieces from him on like the YouTube clips. And at 19, just remember at 19, we've had it before where we've had people in our academy and we've let them go too early because of whatever reason. Could they be, you've got to remember, PSG have got to do the same thing. They have to have a position where at one point they're going to have to let a player go, even if they think he's good enough, because when is he going to start? And I think this is the thing. How do you Mm -hmm. get into, you only get into a PSG team if you are like, the next Mbappe kind of thing yeah. if you're as young as he is. And I think this is a when when we were when we were first linked with him, we all went, yeah, all right then. Pull the next leg. That ain't happening. Kind of thing. And he was linked with Hull. And Hull he didn't pick Hull. I think the deal that we've managed to do for this at 19, 1 million quid, three year contract, I believe it is. I think there's another sell on fee as well. This is one of these ones where you can tell the club are planning for the future. And again, it's low risk. It's yes. low risk because you just go, all right, it's only a million. It's not like we're doing, a, like, say we're bringing in, like, remember back in the day when we bought in Will Keane on loan and we bought Will Keane on and we say we bought him and then he had all the injury problems and he's only now just becoming good. Uh, that either the potential is good. But I think, Deji Gasama is one of those ones where don't get on his back too much when he comes on. And if when he does come on, he's a 19-year-old kid who's just come to English football. We are so aware we're saying that wrong, by the way. I don't even know how to say it, so yeah. there we go. Um, we It's a 19-year-old kid coming to a new country, so that's got to be different. That's got to be a change of scene. Let's see where this one goes for this one, because... It can go two ways. It can either go really, really good or it could go in bits and belt. But if he's on a three-year 19, you see what happens. See how he goes. Do you know what is quite nice? The average age of our signings this window, if you're talking about philosophy and future building, the average age across our all of our signings this window, if you level them out, is 25.4. Yeah. But we still which have is, the oldest squad in the league at 28.9. Which is not... I don't think that's awful, though. I, no. I genuinely don't. Um, so, just to wrap up, if you were to give me one player to watch this season out of the new signings, who do you think to keep an eye on? <sighs> that is tough. I'm going to stick my neck out, Valentin. I spoke about him highly. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might go there. I'm going to say... Because everything wants me to say Buckley. But I'm going to say, I think Hendrick's going to come in and be quite a shrewd, solid signing. Mm. If he don't get injured. You got, Just you because got I want to be it, different. You, you know what's missing out of all of this on this list? Striker. Right? But striker, yeah, that's it. You, there's not that's Ashley it. Fletcher, yeah. A striker, yeah, striker. There's no, there's no striker, but if you look at how much we've spent, it's about 1.3 million. You ain't gonna get a striker for one point three million. They cost around two point five to three million. And if they're any good, you, you're talking five million. If you wanted to take a punt and say who's gonna have the best career out of the one the players that we've signed under the age of twenty three, just have a guess. Just so we can never watch this in ten years. Masaba. 
No, actually, Deshaun. Oh, God, I was going to say that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Deshaun Bernard because I think he will, uh, over the course of it, mm. and watch Gasama turn into Mbappe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd be happy with either. But yes, that was fun. You know, you, you know we're talking about strikers as well. Yeah. Do you remember we were linked with Tom Cannon and he went to Leicester for six point five million? That's the thing; it's they cost money, strikers, because everybody yeah. needs to score goals. But I think what a lot of people in the game don't realise as well: if you've got attacking midfielders and you've got good wingers, they score a lot of goals too. Salah's a yes. winger, yes, right. Yeah. Which is why I'm not too fussed with the signing the likes of Masaba and Gasama and things like that because. If they can turn into the likes of Mohamed Salah, then we'll be all right. Can you can you imagine if we have a uh, we get to the point where Masaba and Gazama are actually playing, and you've got like the guy commentary trying to do it? It's gonna be hilarious. I know oh, I'm bad with name, but guy's just a bad. <laughs> but yes, Jake, that's all I've got for this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Got anything to add, my friend? Uh, yeah, just keep cool. It's gonna be hot. Um, we're gonna be it's gonna be having a, to do a hot September. In- we're going to be doing pods in the sweat boxes. Enjoy watching international football. Yay. Yay. I've not missed the international breaks. <laughs> but um, there we go. Take care, guys. And we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.